to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie. I'm the director of the Daily Memorial Library, and with me on this snow day, Yay! school was canceled, <laughs> but the library's open, um, is Joanne Kitchell, our program, children's program director. Hello. Was it hard to pick an outfit today in the snow? You look divine. It looks like no. you didn't even change. I'm wearing it's, boots. And... Well, I, ha- I thought if I wear pants, I'm just going to get snow on my pant it's legs. True. You need a snowman dress. Quick, quick. Well, this is a no, this is my snow dress. It does have foxes. Foxes on it. and mm. snow. Uh-huh. This is a hundred percent a snow dress. Excellent. And my fox pin. Very nice. nice. And Amy Wyman is here, our interlibrary loan specialist, and she drove here in a convertible, but <laughs> the top was up. Top <laughs> is up. Yeah. Um, this is when your car suffers the most, yes. right? It's so fun in the summer, yes. but a little mini Cooper in the snow today. How'd you do? Did you get here no problems? Um until I got to Grand Hill to turn into the left hand turn to turn to come to the library, then the back of my car slid a little sideways, but I corrected it and nice. got in the parking lot, no problem. Perfect. That perfect. corner is the most treacherous to get here. Uh, we do hear corn. We're for our audience, we are right on the corner of Grand Hill and Main Street, so it's kind of like right in the heart of downtown. Downtown. I know. <laughs> downtown, tiny town. And people have to make quick decisions, like, are yeah. you going down the hill? Are you veering mm-hmm. off? And so you often hear, like, horns. And Amy and I were just here, and we heard beep, beep, beep. And we're like, no, waiting to hear a crash. crash. And yeah. then nothing happened. We're like, phew, somebody made it around the corner. I will say, I just looked out the window a few minutes ago, and the roads look better now than they did when I got here an hour and a half ago. And I think so. it's going to go all day. It's a light, beautiful snow globe-looking mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. that's going to accumulate. Right. But those buses would have had a hard time getting yeah. home. So. It was a good I mean, decision. You I think. think it was good? 100%. Okay. What? You've got new drivers, right. a ton of buses, and they would all be... Okay, so they didn't waste If today. parents are mad now, they would be really mad at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Sure. When do you see your children? Right. Uh, we try yeah. not to close unless it's super, super bad. Like, we stay open. My old director used to say, if you stay open, they might come and get a book. So you're going to be responsible for someone coming out in bad weather, mm. right? So you always right. have to look, like, should you come out? So our our coffee and books is today. The person who makes cookies every week, there's a different person. Our right. cookie baker called this morning, and we told her, don't come. It's fine, right? Like, we can live without cookies. So there's coffee here, there's tea here, and that's the friends of the library who um, drop that off every week. So um, one of our patrons dropped off this cute little tin of cookies um, that are kind of like, what are those called? The little shortbreads? The Danish butter cookies. Yeah, they last forever. So we pulled that out today. So not that you're going to hear this and come, but on Tuesdays, join us for coffee and books if it's not snowing. Mm -hmm. So... There is so much to talk about because Happy New Year. Happy mm-hmm. New Year. 2024 um, has arrived, mm-hmm. and according to like all the astrological signs, it's going to be an amazing year. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I don't doubt it. Um, yeah, I've been on TikTok a little bit, and it's mm-hmm. looking good for us. So um, I made a list of like all the things that we kind of have planned this month and looking forward to February but I just kind of want to like settle into January what's happening here at the library mm-hmm. and but I don't want to overlook Amy just made the most fantastic infographic it's so good I uh, love that we call it thank you yeah Info- infographic. I don't know why I called it infogram <laughs> of our statistics um you'll be surprised the there's a lot of things that the state requires us to track right like very detailed statistics not just how many people came to the library but what did they do here what did they do here mm-hmm. and how old were are they so it used to be how many programs did you have how many things did you check out how many people at the door right, right. and it was like you know there was more questions than that, but it was just like, now they're like, okay, how many people came for meetings? How many people came for programs? How many people came to do a passive program? Passive program would be like a puzzle on the table. Yeah. Like they're really trying to gather accurate statistics of how people are using libraries. And this is like across the country. Mm-hmm. So yes, we do it for New Hampshire, but then New Hampshire shares that in every state does it and it's called the public library survey so um library directors all across new hampshire are starting to get all their numbers together and we don't have to submit till march but it is required to be in the town report which we all know Uh, right is coming out like Mm -hmm. end of february so like the publishing on that we got to get that done right now so that's why i made you guys like do this fun 
infographic and this is going in the town report we tried to share it this week it's this beautiful green shaded i um, hope it goes in color i think a 12 year old could understand those this. are that, my, that was my goal colors like that green. a fifth grader could mm-hmm. even understand what this means and um it's so so good but i just wanted i don't have the numbers right in front of me for exact so don't don't hold me to this but i believe we were up 10 percent with visitors so we were just nine people short of fourteen, of 15,000. And if I had known that, I might have called a meeting or something. But um, So I'm going to say 15,000 visitors this yeah. year, up 10%. So that's great. That's Our wonderful. circulation was 15,856 materials got checked out. And that does include our digital streaming numbers. Mm-hmm. So we count the things that are checked out physically here. And then the state sends us... Um, our statistics like hey do you know how many books your patrons borrowed online and i never know like amy i can't see how many books you've borrowed online sure. i they just give me a grand total yep so um this year our hoopla use went up 25 percent and our libby use went up and so overall we had a 10 percent increase in digital streaming which sounds like a little number mm-hmm. but it's a lot because it's that much every year so we just have this upward climb of people sure. figuring out how to use um, hoopla and libby and yep. then really using it to its maximum mm-hmm. capabilities so we're super happy about that because that kind of justifies our budget line for digital streaming and we always want to have that otherwise we're an archaic library right like we got to have it mm-hmm. can so, i interrupt for a second sure i'm very excited that our at the door visitors are up too uh-huh. Because you would think if the digital number is up by 10%, maybe our at-the-door in-person people okay. would be going down. So and we're going to so use very encouraging. Uh, we're going to yeah. use our critical thinking skills here. What else do people come to the library for besides books? <laughs> programs. programs. Our programs were up 17%. If you thought we couldn't do one more program in this library, How did we do it? somehow mm. we did. So, um, well, first of all, we have eight book clubs, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. they were very oh, generously right. attended. You, I told you not to let more than 12 people into book clubs. I'm sorry. Somehow, we have 15. I we could, make it work. I can't. The, so it helped with Bonnie, that. Helps it's with too hard to say no it's, to those kids. It is. And as what are you going to say? No, you can't read with the group. Right. And as right. we're bridging into that new library, we're like hoping it feels crowded in here. We're hoping you're a little <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> in here. You know, it's it's crowded. It's not a strategy, but it's kind of like we're being honest. Like we would love to have twenty kids in this book club, but right. there's simply there's not twenty chairs. There's not twenty. That's the thing. Yeah. Where we exactly. sit on the floor, crisscross. And well, and sometimes maybe Amy can't get any more books. But yeah, sometimes we have sat on the floor. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. All right, can I brag about programs then? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, we had, just for context, I think we had 206 programs last year, and you had 241 this year, with 5,407 attendees. So that kind of, you know, that kind of takes away that person's comment last year that only 25 people used the library because how did we get 5,407 attendees? I mean, you know, do the math. And then 121, this is a little illusion because the state makes us break programs up into whether it was strictly for children, that's tricky, strictly for adults, Mm. or general, meaning adults and children were invited and attended. So I know you did more than 121 children's programs, but Mm -hmm. some of them we had to say were general. So like your finale for the summer reading program was huge. It it wasn't just for children because adults were there. Mm-hmm. So like you did 121 oh, yeah. programs that were specifically for children and I did 74 that were specifically for adults, but there were 46 that were kind of like mixed crowd. Mm-hmm. So that's where that number comes from, but I'm so I was shocked by the program number because I really thought we would never be able to achieve more programs until we got a bigger space so that we could have multiple programs at the same time. Because if you can only have one program in the building at a time and Mm -hmm. we're only open five days a week, I mean, it means there's a program here almost every single day that Mm -hmm. we're open. And that's phenomenal for a building that's only 1,200 square feet. So I'm tooting your horn. Um, check out our statistics. You can see them. We planted them everywhere. They're on the website. They're on Facebook. Um, we're gonna. I think we're gonna submit this to the town report. I am legally bound to report our statistics in the town report, mm. and we can do a boring, like a little bullet point. Sure. But I think this is more fun. So I think more people will read it. This yeah, more people read it's it. Gorgeous. Yeah, very fun. So Amy, thank you. That was you awesome. Are awesome. 
Um, we also came out of the gate in January with our reading kind of challenge. Usually, sometimes we've done reading logs and sometimes we've done bingo and whatnot, yeah. but we um, are just challenging people to get out there and read more in 2024. Get it? It rhymes. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a cute little tracking sheet here, and it's a bookshelf, so it looks like book spines, and if you're a child, you can color it in, or if you're an adult and you're artistic, <laughs> um, write the title in the spine and see how many you mm -hmm. can read in a year, and those will be here all year. They're at the front desk, and um, it's not a competition. I just read an article about not doing it for competition, but just hmm. to like, as a memory, right? Like, what did I read in January? So maybe you color your January books in one color. Oh, that's a fun I mean, you yeah. very good idea, Yeah, you can get crazy. I'm just saying, I was a lot. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> it's not too late to start that. It's never too to late. To do it in the, right, in the busy, colors like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, if you had a busy mm -hmm. first two weeks um, and you haven't gotten to it yet, jump in. All the new books are starting to come in. Well, and it would really um, encourage you, you know, if, mm -hmm. if yes. January you've only colored in two books and right. have you, you know I don't know how it's perfect reading weather right now oh just gosh. snuggle up yep. you wish you were home <laughs> you wish we were home well my whole house is so clean I spent the um long weekend really doing oh. a deep clean oh. and, and so of course that's the most fun time to spend in the house I kind of nest this time of year mm -hmm. like um really like I don't want to go anywhere or do anything and you go to work and go home because it's dark and yep. you just kind of light the fire and have fun so. Those boys have better not be messing up my house. They today. might be today no. with the snow day. Ugh. Hot cocoa burning <laughs> on the. <laughs> um, we started uh, Lapsit and Storytime last week. How'd it go? Oh, Talk it was about all so the new good. stuff we have. So every um, session, every season, I try to have like a little theme to have here to do. And so the winter theme started off with trains because we have a lot of little people that are interested in things that move and um so i went up into my attic and got my son's train tracks nice repurpose repurpose and i found a tiny little circle table at an antique store at mm. milford market it's so cute it matches our That's library nice. exactly yeah, yeah. you would think we got it right out of our attic well i love it and it was Perfect. on super sale and it fits really well mm -hmm. so the kids are doing train tracks and I like hit it I always have like a little uh blinder behind me with Twice. the fun things I'll, I'll never be able to get through reading a book to the kids but um they're playing with the tracks all the whole time and it was hard for them to leave and I can have another program I have a program at 11 yes and then when it Mm. One o'clock and at I twelve like, fifteen. Yeah, at twelve thirty, we were like, "You gotta go, you gotta go." But the yeah. train track was so cute, and the little lapsit kids, like, they didn't even need like a complete track. They were just like putting three pieces together <laughs> yeah. and running a track. And and there were 26, 28, 26, 28 people in here. Yeah. Ooh, every inch, wow. literally every it inch of the library was filled with little and just so much joy. The energy. Yeah. Mm. That's and when the stars start coming out of the chimney of the library. Right, like <laughs> yeah, such joy and um, the parents. I don't know if you caught this. Was the story time or lapse it? We had a table of mothers. That was story time. Yeah, because kids were a little more independent and they were just oh, like talking, 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 right. socializing, connecting, communicating, sharing. And I was like, this is library services at its best. The children yeah. are delighted. They are down on the ground socializing and learning, but the mothers are connecting. Not just mothers. There's grandmothers and nannies and everybody here. Mm -hmm. And um, even though it was super crowded, like it yeah. was, it was a delight. Mm -hmm. It was good. And and when we talked earlier about uh, by week six, we might not <laughs> <I> <laughs> know, right, get right, those like, trains out of here. All right, get that but train out of here. When we were talking earlier about you, you can't believe we could fit one more program in a little library and. and it's amazing what we do that that is true but it, it comes it comes with a cost of course we don't want to turn away those new mothers that might just like one new mom that came it was like her first time out in months yes and mm -hmm. so you don't ever want to turn those people away one mother was like taking phone numbers and she yep. was like running around with her phone like oh we should get together wow. and you could just tell like yeah it's they, really important yeah. These but be lifetime relationships but the cost <laughs> is it is like um chaos it's chaos and um you know i do my best to, to corral everybody but when you've got train tracks out and a tea set and a craft 26 bodies we yeah. lost a glue stick top 
Yeah. And the mother was looking everywhere for uh, it. And we just told her, just go. We'll find it. We'll find it. Yeah, but yeah. Like, you couldn't have found it, even if you wanted to. I don't think I did. A little it. kid could have oh, put no. it in his mouth and swallowed it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you just don't worry about that glue. She was determined to yeah. find oh it. Gosh. I don't know if yeah. we ever did. It could be in a little kid's pocket. <laughs> could yeah. be in the train tracks. Yeah. In somebody's diaper bag. Yeah, right? for it sure. So it was good fun. But um, there'll be six weeks of that. It's ne- I always say it's never too late to sign up, right? No, just but, come in. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. The lap set. It's probably my favorite. Mm. Um, they're just so, they're so adorable. Right now, we have a lot of, like, two-year-olds. Yes. Mm. A nice. lot. And I always like to see, I picture them, these little kids mm-hmm. are going to be growing up together. They're going to be going to school right. together. And right. um, We joke about it, but it's true. I love to We've see it. We've seen it happen. I love to see it. Yeah. It's good. If so. you're here long enough, you're going to see it happen. Mm-hmm. So, um the children that are graduating from high school this year were my first story time kids. So oh. like I might be sneaking to graduation. I hope you because, come like, because I have a senior. I'm so curious where they're all going to college. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious. I am so not surprised. Um, so those there's a there were a couple of kids that would be like right up in my face for story time. What? Miss Bonnie, Miss Bonnie, Miss Bonnie. <laughs> and um, Jackson was one of them. Mm-hmm. Your son would come in with like this board game that he drew in his imagination yeah. and he would be like, Look what I made and like I mean, if he gets an MIT, I won't be surprised. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jared Kershaw was another yes. one. So he, he's a junior this he's year. He's a junior. Mm-hmm. And like he was always a smarty one. pants. He had a lot to say. He liked the weather. Yes. And so I'm like I just you get to know their little personalities when they're little and then you kind of see it as they're mm-hmm, growing sure. and Eliza same thing right yeah. like we'll be so curious what they end up in real life right so anyways all right well good luck with um lapset and story time thank you this is also the time of year that you can jump in well you can always jump into a book club here at the library anytime but january is kind of the planning month so morning book discussion meant yesterday morning mm-hmm. and they're working on their whole year list that's very collaborative everybody comes to the table with ideas so i was sorry to miss it yesterday mm-hmm. um, but it was the holiday and so they still met though and good. they're going to come up with a list we also have the just the classics have yeah. you picked your list it happens sort of very organically at our December meeting, not on purpose. We didn't sit down and say, okay, let's pick the books for 2024. But uh, people had been suggesting books sort of in the last few months, and we went through the list, and someone said, oh, I'll do this one in April. Oh, I won't be here in May, but I can take July. And in about 20 minutes, we had the whole year planned. Awesome. So it just happened. Yeah. Cool. Um, you can go on the website. I'm going to try and publish the complete list. So you can kind of, we don't usually do that. I yeah. used to do like month by month, but it might be better to um, include everybody's list. So you yes. can look and see and then pick and choose what you want. Um, the Black Books Matter Book Club has gone to an every other month. You're going to be so surprised. Everybody in that group is an activist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we decided to go every other month yeah. until April gets here. There is a lot going on with elections and sure. all kinds of things. So um, my schedule was very busy, too. So I appreciated them kind of looking at like what we were able to do. But they'll be p- picking their titles. And then Cookbook Club this month, <laughs> we're doing... You're going to be shocked. The New England Soup Factory, a crowd favorite. Yeah. That is our meeting this month. It is mm, Tuesday, January 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too late to jump into that, too. Right. There's still copies up there. That was a bit of a coup, I have to say, that I was able to get the copies of that. And everybody because, wants that for this month. everybody wants it for January. But because, because of my schedule and because of the way the holidays fell, I requested it a week or two earlier than most people would have. The other libraries are so mad. (laughs) Um, So if you jump into this uh, cookbook club, what we do is we have little cups and everybody gets to sample. There's so many soups. I think I have 20 people. So there'll be 20 crock pots of soup. Will it be here, Bonnie? I am thinking about moving it over to the village school Mm because people always say, you don't need a bigger library. You can just move it to fill in the blank, right? Like mm-hmm. you could move it to town hall. You could move it to the church, but you can't really because the town hall obviously has another meeting. There's no more outlets there than there are here. Sure. But right. the village school has all mm-hmm. the cafeteria tables. It does lend to a nice temporary meeting space for something like this. Cause you can imagine 20 crock pots, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I would like the extra seating and a little extra space. So I, I told my members, you know, pay attention. We might change the location. And um, not that I can get in the kitchen over there. Like, they're not going to let me rinse anything over there anyways. But uh, So we'll see. And then we sure. could invite the community because that particular cookbook, if you make one of the soups, it literally serves 20. It's just a giant amount of soup 
right. each recipe. Big pot of soup. Yeah. It's a big pot of soup, so it might be fun uh, to do a stone soup dinner and invite mm-hmm. people to come and meet the members of the cookbook club. Mm-hmm. But anyways, not too late to get on that. And cookbook club, um, it's organic, as you're saying. Originally, we were only going to do it outdoors in the summer, and then people wanted to move indoors. You were a pushover. I know, because I love it. <laughs> I love the energy of cookbook yes, club. It's, it's really just, good. It's like having a giant dinner party in this tiny library, and it's hard. But anyways, they're willing to do it. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. So check out our book club postings. And then here's a brand new program. I went back to the podcast and um, reviewed last year's content. And I was listening. I don't know whether it was February or March last year. One of them. Maybe it was March. April. It was the April episode um, I was reviewing. And I totally forgot we had planted the idea of community conversations because mm-hmm. right after town meeting, we kind of resolved to being better communicators and if we could just all come around a table and chat about something. And we had talked about this idea of community conversations. But then, lo and behold, summer came and we got busy and know, it time. didn't happen. Yep. So I like put it on my agenda for this year. So we are kicking off our new program called Community Conversations in January. The topic, very neutral volunteering Hmm. right so I had been to the strategic planning committee's meeting where they opened up their presentation about the capital improvement plan and they cited volunteering as a core value of the town of Mount Vernon sat by the select board and I thought that's so interesting I've never heard Hmm. it like said that way core value but if we don't have volunteers in this community if we paid people to do every single little job, right? Like mm-hmm. people, well, first you couldn't, right? Right. But um, like, hey, there are many opportunities to get involved in your community to make it better, right? And it's a volunteer mm-hmm. opportunity. So there's so many volunteer opportunities in this community, but how would you ever know? So we're gonna address this in a mm-hmm. community conversation. I put a survey out and every month I'll do a survey. It's anonymous, don't worry, you can go in and trash you know, the topic and offer your comments. I'm not going to know it's you unless I know it's you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Because I know you so well. <laughs> but I already, um, I've already gotten 40 responses wow. to the volunteering survey. Great. With great comments. <clears throat> and we're not here to solve a problem. We're here to, you know, kind of come together to have a conversation about mm. it. And if there's some solutions that come out of these conversations, great. But it's not a coincidence we're doing volunteering because it's almost time to file for positions in town. So elected um, positions, you have to file January 24th. And that's kind of like volunteering, right? So it 100% is. And then committees, boards, and commissions are generally appointed by the select board. So you would think there would be like this banner on the website that says, are you interested in volunteering? You know, like... Mm. Heritage Commission, Lamps and Farm Commission. There's all these wonderful organizations in town that are all volunteer run. And if they had openings, so like, I just want to talk with people to see, like, is is that where you would look for volunteer opportunities? Or like, where, one of the questions in the survey is like, where would you look to find out about volunteer opportunities? Like, I right. can't think of one central location mm. where all that information lives. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're just new to town, how would you even know? Like, if you're from San Francisco, True. you probably think that the garden people are paid. Nope, they're volunteers, right? Like, it's civic pride that keeps our town beautiful. It's volunteerism, yeah. you know, people just taking time out of their life. So, When is the meeting? The meeting is January 23rd, and it's in person. And I did allude to a Zoom also, even though I find that is not good for conversation. I will attempt to Zoom people in and see if people are behaved. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. I mean behaved like I don't need out of towners or like Zoom crashers coming into a meeting about volunteering. Like I'm trying to have a civil conversation about volunteering so that I can report back to the selectmen, you know, kind of our findings. So first mm. the survey will go back to them about some, you know, feedback. Like here's some feedback about volunteering. And like I asked everybody like how much time I gave them a sliding scale. Do you have one to two hours a day, one to two hours a week, one to two hours a month? No time at all. I can't volunteer. So you'd be surprised. Mm. Most people said one to two hours a week. 
a that's month. A lot. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of time, yeah. right? So that's about one meeting a week you could attend as a planning board person. Like, I know they meet more. So, like, you're not planning board if you only have one to two hours a week, right? Like, you are expected to be at two meetings that might be three hours. So mm-hmm. um, maybe you want to start yeah. off simple and go to Conservation Commission, you know, or you want to help the library and be a friend of the library. Yeah. So, but we're going to talk about all of that in person. And then Can you invite the school, too? Somebody from the school? or um, It's possible. I'm trying to get town squared away first mm-hmm. like they have a volunteer coordinator they are organized because mm-hmm. i was that person mm-hmm. at the village school at one time and that was a great way to learn who lives in your community like your school community i felt like i knew every parent right and everyone's strengths and weaknesses so like if i needed someone for field day hamburgers well joey Anta, mm-hmm. right like i'm calling joey <laughs> i'm not calling amy <laughs> like she's busy she has three kids like that volunteer coordinator position got you knowing everybody's kind of like right. life and you're like okay she doesn't work or or oh that dad's so good at this like he'd be great for field day and I know he's off on Thursdays like it gave you insight mm. and then as soon as you left the position like someone else had to come in and learn right the community so like I wish there was that role in this town already you know somebody who would be a real go-getter and would be hard to say no to right (laughs) i'll be like hey we're really short on volunteers for fill in the blank can you help me with fill in the blank you know so and maybe it's me Mm. i don't know Mm -hmm. but i'm the librarian so i'm very busy (laughs) anyways community conversations keep a lookout our next topic so we opened with volunteering we're moving on next month to a little harder topic which is the capital improvement plan. And the reason Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that is because Paul Virtu and his strategic advisory committee are launching that plan. And they're only doing like one information night. So like, how are we getting feedback? Like, how are people digesting it? I kind of want to take the temperature of people right after it's been launched. Mm. And, you know, one of the survey questions is, did you know there's a capital improvement plan? Like, I don't even know if people know people that, might not. that they've been working on this for right. two years. Well, so. because then what happens to it? There have been capital improvement plans mm-hmm. through over the mm-hmm. years. And what happens to it? That's exactly. what's so frustrating. Right. So um, the execution of the capital These people are working plan. so hard with yes. their best ideas. Mm-hmm. They've put this roadmap for the future of the town mm-hmm. out there and like I don't even know if people know what a capital improvement plan is right, right? so right. I'm working with Paula Virtu he's mm. the chair and we're gonna like come together and at least it's an attempt at communicating you'll see another survey about it and we're putting that survey out in a bunch of places to get feedback but the surveys will help us develop questions for the conversation like I'm just the facilitator right mm-hmm. like I'm trying not to have strong opinions like I went to a strategic planning class where you know put two dry erase boards up and you had everybody say the problem and then everybody provided solutions and it it's just input mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. there is no clear there's no one problem and there's no one solution sure. but at least you're getting the best and brightest people around the table to talk about it because that's how you solve problems right it can't just strictly come from the top the dictators you know, saying like, this is how we're going to do it. And that's mm-hmm. the end of it. Because that's, that's where we're having the problem, right? The breakdown. And mm-hmm. people don't feel appreciated mm-hmm. um, for all this work. So, And then our, our March one is going to be based on the town report. So, again, I feel like this really important document is, is published to the community. Mm-hmm. And, like, we put them out here and people come and pick them up. But how do you read the town report? Who puts the town report together? Like, why is it so important? You know, why do yep. why is it even published? So... We'll get a panel together for the town report discussion, and we'll get people um, involved who can answer those questions, right? So, like, Good. the person who actually organizes it and edit it, you know, that's Becky Schwartz at the town hall. So that'd be really, I'd be really curious to hear from from her. Like, how long does it take to wrangle yeah. all the departments oh to gosh, get their information? Yeah. I might in. even get Lori, must be a nightmare for her. Lori Brown, who just retired after seventeen years of doing the town report, to talk about how it's changed. Mm-hmm. That's a good like, idea. The old ones that are here at the library are so simple, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, is it because the state required more? Is it because oh. technology changed and you could easily do a Word document instead of, like, imagine them typing it? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my gosh, right? right. <laughs> and it never used to have pictures, and now it has pictures. Anyways, that one's going to mm-hmm. be a great conversation right as we're going into town meeting mm-hmm. um, to teach people how to read the town report. And, of course, we want Eileen Neighbor to come because she knows right. everything, 94 years. Mm-hmm. And I would love to get her input on town reports, but she's a great reader. And I know mm-hmm. when I sit at town meeting, I... I like to sit near her. I do, too. She just knows it all. She knows it all. Yep. And um, when they're going line by line and, like, what the good parts in there. Anyways, 
it's a fun read. You should read it from front to back. And that's mm-hmm. what we're going to encourage people to do. So community conversations, we follow through on our promise. And then the topics after March, up for grabs. Mm. At every meeting, I'll ask people what they think the next community conversation should be so that I'm not picking them. Yep. You know, that if Good. you think mm-hmm. we need to talk about recreation, if you need, we need to talk about all of our, like, conservation lab like I don't know what people are going to say maybe Mm. they want to talk about the town hall like very specifically solutions to the town hall project Mm -hmm. you know I don't know what the topics are so we'll let the participants drive that so that sounds great yes and then um lastly I just want to plug the friends of the library speaking of volunteers it's January so it's time to renew your friends of the library membership right and um this year the friends contributed over five thousand dollars to the library in programming and project Mm -hmm. money so what they do is when you join the friends they take your membership dollars and then they meet the fourth Monday of every month and talk about how they can help support the library and they vote funds through to support a variety of things and then at the end of the year, I add it up and, and I report that. And it was a huge amount this year. Mm-hmm. And it, I know you benefit. They pay for it. Yeah. What do they spend money on for you? Uh, so for me, they help um, in the summer reading program. I have a budget for the summer reading program, but they add to it. So um, reading incentives. Um, they pay for my teen volunteers to have lunch. That's so important. So mm-hmm. that's a big thing. And then throughout the year... Um, they really fund my four book clubs. Um, at the really high level, the junior book yeah. clubs are so good, which I know it's more work for you mm-hmm. to have to go out and fetch the food and make that original craft every single Wednesday that goes with the book. Yeah. But it, that's why they're coming. That's yeah, why because it's hitters. really fun. Yeah. They it's, run in. This yep. week, the little girl ran in and was like, I know what this name is. It's bananas. It's bananas. And you had like plantain chips. I had to get plantain oh. chips because... That was very clever. The though. weather, I wanted bananas. Uh. And I had gotten... We were reading about um, the rainforest. And um, I tried to do a, a food that will go in. And I thought, well, let's make it easy this week. Bananas. So I went a few days before. The bananas were hard as a rock and oh, green no. as the grass. I'm like, that's not working. And then the day before, I thought, okay, I'll try again to get the bananas. But we had some odd weather pattern coming in. So I mm. thought, do I really want to buy 16 bananas? Probably not. If I can't mm-hmm. have it. banana bread. So I didn't. So I, I did the, the plantain. We did a plantain taster's choice and that was really fun it was so but fun. you know they've never had plantain chips probably right? some of them know and they loved it oh and i also had candied hibiscus Ooh. flowers that was wow. a big hit oh my god i got that at the ocean state I be in job well so anyway the friends um fund all of those things so i mm-hmm. can spend a certain amount of money every week on um fun food and fun craft awesome um supplies so they do that and then for the Wizarding Week camp that we do um, during April vacation, they sponsor two um, scholarships for people that would like to come but um, can't afford the camp. And we try to keep the camp, you know, Fair. low. Yeah, it's low. Yes. The money, um, it's a self-run camp, so the money that comes in we spend it on the camp and a lot of that is food um and yes and material supplies but anyway the friends pay for two scholarships if needed awesome and what else do the friends do they're just always there for me they do coffee and books every single Mm -hmm. week we um do that through the fall and the winter time and they um this year they had two fun socials so they had their Mm. christmas party which is also staff appreciation Mm -hmm. And then they had the flamingo in the yeah, summer in July. Really fun. So fun. if you are even thinking about like, hey, how could I support the library? Join the friends. Mm-hmm. Their information is on the library website. And, and they have a small amount and up to big. Lots. Yeah, you can be a member for as little as fifteen. Lots of people do lifetime memberships. Kind yeah. of smart and thinking about it this year. It's mm-hmm. two hundred and fifty dollars. You're in for life. I put right. you on the spreadsheet. You're gonna get newsletters and all kinds of things. Good news. Um, from the library and it's just an idea but think about it mm-hmm. and um, I do want to give you a chance now that you brought it up to talk about Harry Potter because that is so driven by volunteers too right how do you get volunteers to help with this awesome camp well I think that so many people know about it now that they want to help mm-hmm. the first the first year that we did it 
seven years ago. Um, it was basically myself and a guy that doesn't live here anymore, um, Michael Warren. And we pretty much like just scoured for help and made and made it work. But now it's grown into this, you know, all day camp and uh, people are clamoring to, you know, get that potion spot or. So you need professors. I need need professors. I need set of setup. Setup. My daughter volunteered for setup. And this is a quote. She's awesome. She's like, hey, when is Harry Potter? I just love that setup day. I'm like, what? (laughs) And she's like, yeah. We go down and get the truck, and then we load it. Well, she's got a lot of energy. Yeah, she's like, and we load it, and then we have lunch, and there's like this quiet time right before, and then we drop everything off, and there's a storm of people. like, And, and she was like reenacting wow. the whole thing, and I was yeah. like, okay, good. So her company pays her to volunteer. Oh, perfect. I think 16 hours a year. So she's like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. So she's going to I should. I get everything out of to, storage. Um, Christine Slovak. Christine Slovak, yeah. Her Slovak. company does her too. Her company does. I should tap into that. So more I, the merrier. On so that I put out. Day. So yeah. I put out. I um. I had a volunteer night um. Last week, mm-hmm. I put it. I sent out an email out, and I put out um a Facebook post, and that was well attended. And the people that couldn't attend, I got probably about a half a dozen more people. Wow. And then Amy, last year you did a a, a Google drive or something i don't even know what you did <laughs> a google doc a, a google doc for volunteering do you I remember don't, I, no i don't not at all, all right, we'll, yeah. go back. well we have to figure it out well, so we out. did it for the feast well was, like, we always did it for the feast but yeah. we did a sign up genius for helping oh. and i wasn't sure if that was um really effective i don't know i have so, to say the 30 somethings do appreciate the virtual reminders and things like yeah. like the sign up genius does tell you like hey guess what you signed up and yeah then, right you know it's automated and yeah so we might have so to. we have um gosh 40 we usually get about 40 to 50 volunteers like really hitting it hard mm-hmm. like they're not all there right um during the week Right. Probably a good dozen of them are there during the week, but we've got it's people moving, setting up tents, decorating. If anybody's out there that loves to decorate, yes. I need some help this year decorating mm. the common rooms of Hogwarts. If you have mm-hmm. odd old furniture that isn't so precious, we could put a cover over it in case someone got in there with a chocolate frog. You know, like a little Slytherin scene. Yes. Snakes, like snakes can yeah. throw <laughs> I think volunteering is best when done with a buddy. So, Get Kim, Kim Harrell, <laughs> you're out there with your good friends. You've got so many good friends. And you're a good decorator. You're a great decorator. Nicole Hopcraft, and um, get together and think, I can take on one room. I have a bin with interesting items for each house. Yes. But I need some help. Mm-hmm. All right, you I'm heard calling, it here first. I'm putting it out Furniture. there. You heard it here first. It's so fun. You've um, got to do it. Oh, and I need some food. Do you? On move-in day, when you say about the food. Uh-huh, move-in day? Yeah, like you want to feed people. Well, we always do feed it, but mm-hmm. it's coming out of my husband's pocket. Normally, he okay. goes down and gets pizza and everything, so people oh, can. I feed. bet we can figure that out. Yeah. So because the people mm-hmm. are working hard, they need nourishment. You don't want them to leave to go eat too, because then no, no, no. I've got pizza right, here. Right. That's volunteering one hundred and one. Right. Feed them. <laughs> feed your people. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. that, so anyway, that's April vacation. April twenty second that week. It sounds far away, but it's not. It's not far no, away. I've registration. Been, I have been working February. so hard already. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Save the day. Registration mm-hmm. in February. Be yes. looking in your email. I have if the you date. Are Hang on, and I can tell you. Of Harry Potter. I can tell you the date. This is important. People are reaching out to me already, saying, "Save me a spot." That's not how no it works. Thing. I'm sorry. No. I don't. no such thing. As I cannot that. tell you that. You have to be fair. But I'm going to tell you. Do you? Life isn't fair, honey. But. We try to be fair. All right, sign up. I'm sorry, you're waiting for me. Okay. You Do always you know give what? former students a chance one to register first. Day. One day. I thought one you said it was Thursday, thir- the twenty. Is it the twenty-first or twenty-second? Whatever that. It is. I'm almost there. Twenty. Oh yes. So the 
Returning students on Wednesday the 21st, they get one okay. day. One day. Less than, sleep. Less than 24 Don't hours. Don't make a hair appointment. And then on Don't the 22nd, me. Thursday the 22nd. Open to everybody. Sign up. That's open. For everybody. Okay. Remaining spots open. So, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. This the sounds fee, like a, if you're not going anywhere for April or vacation. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a great vacation. It's a lot kids. cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's $150 yeah. for the week, and that gets you a week of magical fun, deep imaginative play. Lunch and snacks. Lunch and snacks right. and drinks, and you learn how to play Quidditch, and you learn how to waltz. It's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. All right, we're going to talk more about this in February right. as um, I am planning a podcast right before it. So okay. No okay. issues. All right. All right, Amy, I saw so nice. many... Uh, not just what was good in 2023, Liz, we've already nailed that. Sure. But what we should be looking forward to in 2024, I did see a bunch of like early release notices, like yeah. what to look forward to. And not that you have to talk about that, but <laughs> what should we be reading and what is coming up? Mm, Book okay. recommendations by Amy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so books that I've read recently that I enjoyed... Uh, the first book I want to mention is called The Last Phone Booth in Manhattan by Beth Merlin and Danielle Modaffery. And this just came out at the beginning of January. And I think everybody knows, I've said this before, I'm a sucker for books that are set in Manhattan mm-hmm. in New York yes, City. And this was, I looked it up, it's considered um, like women's fiction, romantic comedy. So it's not, it's not straight up, it's not a romance novel, but it's just very kind of lighthearted and sweet and if you're a Broadway fan there's Broadway references mixed in everywhere the main character too is bad you're not too bad you hate that yeah I know I know Sorry. I just didn't get I just didn't get any of that no of course yeah <laughs> what, right over um, the it, it's the it starts off with the a main character who she's just recently been proposed to at um, Rockefeller Center in front of the tree in this big over-the-top thing where these big high profile name Broadway people were singing and dancing for her and then she gets the giant rock from the fiance mm-hmm. and then gosh was it the very next day like the FBI raids their beautiful Upper East Side apartment and she finds out that the boyfriend is fiance is really not who she thought he was and it's then her story goes from there and w- what happens to her um, you know does she go back and pursue her Broadway dreams that she's always had or you know and then she I don't want to give away the whole book, but it was it was very charming. It was a really fun read. I was worried at one point that it was going to go in a direction that wasn't making her a powerful woman. Like she was just going to go mm. after the man. Like, oh, I'm going to give up my dreams and go with a man I love. And it it bad idea. Yeah, so yeah. Always a bad <laughs> idea, ladies. So, but it it's it, always a it, bad idea. It Come on, um, Barbie. <laughs> right. It was it was it was very sweet. So if you're just looking for something kind of light and fun. Um, if you're a fan of Broadway musicals, if you like New York City, it kind of checks all those boxes. Uh, the other book that I read recently that I tore through, I couldn't put it down, was Homecoming by Kate Morton. And that came out last oh, yeah. spring. And it's, it's classic Kate Morton. It's, it's, you've got the two separate timelines, the, the story that happened in the past, the story that's happening in the present day, and then you see how the two storylines converge and then what happens afterwards. And this one had... There's a little bit of a there's a mystery there were there's there's death and then it's trying to find out you know who how did it happen and what happened and what does that mean for the characters in present day and I thought it had a really good twist I thought I had totally figured it out I was like I know what happened I know what happened I know what's going on here nope I did not <laughs> so that's always fun uh, a nonfiction book I don't usually talk very much about nonfiction what? these days mm-hmm. but I recently <laughs> I recently read The Wager by David Gran and went into it you know knowing there's there's a, a sailing ship on the cover you know looks like 18th century or something but I thought you think of the word the wager you think of like a bet right mm-hmm. but that was the name of, of the, the ship, boat, right? That was yeah. the name of the boat that the, the book is about. That's been in the top 10 nonfiction since the day it came out. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a 60 Minutes interview that goes with that. Or was, oh. it, was it NPR? Maybe hmm. both. Anyways, okay. Yeah, yes. If you're a fan. It was, it was really good. It's, it's kind of got that. It's just interesting. It's, it's set in 1740 and 1741. There was a, a fleet of ships that left England 
and they were sailing to go down around the bottom of South America mm-hmm. to try to capture a Spanish galleon that was just overloaded with treasure. gold and treasure. <gasps> yes. I love it. And one of the ships was called the Wager, and they kind of fell behind and then shipwrecked. I'm not giving anything away. That's like all just right in the, the gold coin. And yeah. emeralds just like right. going to the bottom and fish are like swimming. <laughs> so well, I well they, they didn't anything. they yeah. didn't yeah. they didn't have the gold. This was the British ship. They were, they were chasing the gold. Oh, they were trying okay. they were trying to get into the Pacific Ocean to chase after the Spanish ship. Mm-hmm. They didn't quite make it. And so it's they wrecked. When did you read this? Um right at the very beginning of the year. Okay. Um it they they wrecked and so it's a survival story it's and it's it's cold it's this rocky desolate the coast gorgeous. where did they wreck uh they had just barely made it around the the, the 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 tip of south america and so they were somewhere on the coast of peru mm-hmm. i think if i'm getting my geography correct nice. and um so it's it's the story of what happened to them there and then kind of what happens some of the people survived and eventually made it back to England and so then it was this interesting sort of class you know do you believe the officer's tale because of course he's the officer so he's you know he's the upper class he should be respected or do you believe the meticulous day-to-day journal of the the gunmen who kept (laughs) all these details like do you believe Mm -hmm. his story and so it it goes through everything it goes through the court martial and like an awesome um, book club title yes it was very compelling the morning book discussion group often bounces back and forth between fiction they do nonfiction. yeah I yep. haven't seen their list yet from yesterday. Maybe it's on it. I hope so. so it was good. That I was really a really good it. description. You're making me mm-hmm. want to yeah, read it. I know. It was I very good. Too. Yeah. Uh, so the Is next. It in? I gotta go see. <laughs> um, it just came back, uh. and uh, someone had put in an interlibrary loan request for it, and I didn't request it through interlibrary loan because I was the one that had our copy checked out, and I thought I'll just give them our copy when it comes back, and so now it's back. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The next book, The Golden Spoon by Jessa Maxwell. This came out back in March of 23. I had bought a copy for myself when I was on vacation last summer and just never got around to reading it. I kept thinking, I got to get to that. I got to get to that. Finally got to it. Read it this past week. I've heard it described as a cross between Clue and The Great British Baking Show. And it was really fun. Um, There's... So the, the the story is that this woman who owns this big fancy house in the middle of nowhere in Vermont, she has this cooking show. She invites six contestants onto the show. It's called Bake Week. And each day they have to bake a different item. Each day someone is voted. It's, it's the judges decide they're the one that gets to go home. And all of both the 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 head woman and all of these different six contestants are voices are characters in the book so it's told from all their differing perspectives Mm -hmm. and i don't want to say too much because i don't want to give anything away because it is it is a mystery um you you see them trying to figure out both what's happening in what's happening with them and then once someone is found dead Mm -hmm. um they're trying to solve the murder but then there's also this sort of subplot with one of the characters and she's an older woman and it's how she was originally tied to the house so you hear all about her backstory and then there's a little bit of a mystery there Mm -hmm. as well so that's really fun um i have a question yes when you say i bought it on vacation last year and i've been trying to get do you have what does your bedside table look like? Where do you keep What's your these library books? Like? Um, do you I, keep did them you in your see library? The article about library, I almost shared it with you guys. Oh. The value of your home library. Oh, did you see that? Article no, I didn't. Oh, I'd gonna, love to I'm read that. I'm gonna share it with you. Hmm. I just tapped into it real quick. Like, yeah. So, how many books you have in your house and mm-hmm. the value of yes. that library? Like, mm-hmm. I have done the opposite. I've gotten rid of. Books I've gotten I'm rid of using libraries. I've gotten rid yeah. of so many. I used to be in this book club 17 years, and I loved having all the books all there. Books. And I used to like reread a book back in the back in the day. Mm. But um, when we moved up this way I started weeding mm. and using the library more and so it's very rare that I keep a book mm-hmm. after I yeah. get them I read them and I, and I usually 
it's very rare give them away. I purchase a book. Mm-hmm. Like I just yeah. feel like like the library is a hundred percent gonna have it. I'm a, I'm in that borrow don't buy sure. vibe yeah. right now. And then I am too, I, but I do miss it. I miss looking on the right. shelf. Yes. But also my occupation and every time I do it, I pinch myself and I say, Can you believe you get to do this for a job? Right. Yeah. Is right. when you go book shopping. Right. Oh, they're so expensive. And mm. I am piling books up for the library. It does feel like I'm buying them for myself. Sure. Right? Like, if you're a professional shopper for somebody and you're putting up all their clothes, like, it's not for you. Right. But it, it kind of, um, it feels like it. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm not buying, but I'm buying books. But of they're course. just not at my house. Yeah. And um, there is great joy in that role and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes overwhelming because you walk in and you're like we have a small budget so of course Mm -hmm. you can't buy everything you want and then you have to buy what people want and what you need but it's never everything not ever and the interlibrary loan system is so deep Mm -hmm. that you know a rare book or even a bestseller right like you can borrow it yes just six months after it's published well yes right all right so your library at home i very rarely keep books on my nightstand i'm not um sleeping only I, so it's yeah, over I, there? How I would have you ever remember? In my, so in my uh, living room, there's one section of wall that's a, it's um, built-in bookshelves. And I have, I have them organized. I have one section that's By all, color? No, <laughs> one, one small area is all the nonfiction books. And then the other two areas, it's um, books I haven't read or books I have read. Mm. And that's kind of and I have so there's there's where are your Bobsy twins? That's books? sort of oh those are in it. That's 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 a Fun different fact about that's a, I do that's a different bookcase. I have a different bookcase on the other end of my living room. That's all the sort of vintage, old books um, that I have are in that bookcase. So no that's wonder true. I have no room for my player piano. I have them everywhere <laughs> piled up, but it's yeah. more a shame pile. Like, are you ever going to read this? And like, a patron could be reading this. Like, why do you have this at the house? So like, I have Tom Lake at my house right now. I have no business <gasps> having it. I got to return um, it right away. Why did I think I was reading it over the holiday? Well, I just did, right? Yeah. But my fantasy Good is intentions. dining room. I saw this once mm. in a magazine a long time ago, and I ripped it out. Like the old vision board. The dining room table is covered in reading materials, and that's where you go to enjoy a cup of tea and read oh. because the dining room's always clean, right? And it's fancy, that's nice, and, like that. and it's got really good lighting. So I always think like that instead of like bed makes you fall asleep, couch, you know, TV's on, blah blah blah, right. and then um, I don't know, like the office is a work space, so I always feel yeah. like the dining room is for joy. <laughs> Yes, Bring a I like that idea. So that's my that's fantasy. A good idea. If I'm ever not the librarian, catch me in my dining room, right? Okay. So. That's good. Any other books, too? All right. A couple more. Um, so I, let me just say, I, I was out last week because I had COVID, and I've tested negative, and I'm perfectly healthy and now. I'm so glad it was a mild version. And yes, very mild. Um, so that's why I've had lots of time to read so many books already this year. Um, yes, so Speech it's Team. It's called Reader Advisory. Yeah, Reader, you had Reader's to Advisory. Read um, with joy, with great joy. Right. Speech Team by Tim Murphy. This is one that Ellen Hildebrand mentioned oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. last summer, and I had said I wanted to read it. It looked really interesting. It's set in the late 1980s at a high school. Well, I shouldn't say it's set in the late 1980s. It's set in present day, but it's about uh, a group of people who met when they were in high school in the 1980s and they were all sort of misfits and they were all on the school's speech team together and one of them notices like public speaking um yeah Yeah, you know they they would they would they would give their own speeches or they would recite you know um poetry or or other speeches well so the the premise of the story is that uh one of them sees uh, a note from one of a friend one of these people hey did you hear about so and so um committed suicide and oh he was on the speech the debate speech team haven't haven't heard from him in forever how sad is that and that sort of begins this trail where they start connecting with all of these other people and then they realize all of them it in the note that this man left before he ended his life he left a note on his fa- on his own facebook page that said um 
how the speech team coach had called him something something about a, a robot. You know, you were a, you know, lifeless robot or something, or something not very nice. A critique of him. A critique of him. Mm-hmm. And he said, that stuck with me my whole life. I still think of you that you said that. And so all these, these now in their early 40s adults are talking and, oh, Mr. Gold said something to me too. He said something really off color to me too. Oh, me too. And they Google him and they find out he's still alive. He's living in Florida. One of the people is a very successful fashion designer in New York City. So he's like ridiculously wealthy. And he says, we should go down. Let's go down and confront him and, and oh, tell geez. him tell him that what he said stuck with us all these years. And so they plan this trip and they, they go down for this long weekend. And so then it's you get to see them what happens Ooh, I when, they, know what when they go to talk to him. Yeah. Um, so it was all of the 80s references were really fun. And it was just a really, really good story what's the title again speech team speech team and of course all of these books i'll have in the show notes yep and then the last book i wanted to mention of the books that i've read it's called the dead romantics by ashley poston this came out back in well not like that long ago 2022 summer 2022 this is straight up um romance kind of think like emily henry kind of romance not like bodice ripper romance Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) there's a distinction there and the premise is the main character um she's working she's a ghost writer and almost no one knows you know she had to sign ndas she writes for this very very popular very famous romance writer it would be like if she was writing for debbie mccumber or something and no one knew right no one knew that it was actually her and she's on deadline she's supposed to be finishing this last book in the contract she's stuck and then she gets a call from her mom her dad's passed away so she's got to go back to her hometown where she grew up in north carolina to be there to help take care of things with the family her father was the uh funeral home director in their town oh no he's the most famous man they you know she grew up in the big old creaky victorian house Uh all the cliches about you know literally my hometown exactly yep so um the when she's there there's a little bit of magical realism in the book as well because she can see ghosts and her claim to fame or i guess more like being infamous was that when she was 13 years old she saw a ghost of a boy that had been murdered and he helped to solve his own murder she she was the one that said i know where the body is because he showed her where the body was and everyone thought she was nuts and so she wasn't looking forward to going back to her hometown but there she is she's back in her hometown and when she's there she sees a ghost and I won't say who it is, but it's someone that's tied to her life, and it, not her dad, but someone tied to her professional life. And the whole time she's there in her hometown, she is sort of maybe falling in love with this ghost. This is but, a Hallmark movie. But it totally is. It would make such a cute movie. Um, you're in your you know, hometown. You're right. Yes, it, it's it totally is. You know, and she's she's got What's some. What's the title of this one? It's again? called the Dead Romantics. The Dead Romantics. So it was really sweet. It was really fun. It had a good twist at the end. Uh-huh. Um, Perfect for very February. light. Right. I love that. Right. Yes. Right? Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Click into some romances for February. Yes. Finish up your January books and get ready right. for February. So that that's a fun one. So now books that uh, have either just come out or things that are coming out in the next in uh, the next month or so February that I'm looking forward to reading. There's a book called The Gene Waits 100 Years. So D-G-I-N-N, so like Genie, mm-hmm. Waits 100 Years by Shebnam Khan. That came out on January 9th. It just sounded like a really fascinating, interesting story. Um, Kristen Hanna's new book, The Women, comes oh, out yes. February 6th. That's set in Vietnam, historical fiction. I saw that cover. Um, everyone's just going to be gaga over that. Um, the, the one book I'd say I think I'm probably most excited about, it's coming also out on February 6th. It's called 14 Days. It's by Margaret Atwood. She's the, ty- she's the sort of the head author, but other authors like Celeste Ng, John Grisham, Dave Eggers, Tommy Orange, Louise Erdrich, Neil Gaiman, and others contributed to the book. It's not a book of short stories, but the premise is it takes place during... Um, the initial COVID lockdown in March 2020 and it's set in an apartment building in Manhattan 
And it's about how all of these people who live in the different apartments, who were neighbors but not very neighborly, are now forced to be together because they can't go anywhere. They're just all spending time, you know, gathering on the rooftop, saying six feet away. So each of the different apartment residents is written by one of these different authors. Yes, I thought that was a fascinating idea. Mm. Um, So that comes out February 6th. That's called 14 Days. So, you know, 14 Days to Stop the Spread. 14 Days. Yes. So I thought that was very clever. And then the last two books I want to mention, The Fox Wife by Yang Zi Chu comes out February 13th. And she wrote The Night Tiger. That if that oh, name, yeah, yeah, yeah. if that name is familiar, mm-hmm. so I thought I love the Night Tiger. I remember that being so magical, magical realism. And then AJ Finn, who wrote The Woman in the Window, that was a huge, popular thriller several years ago. On February twentieth, their latest book comes out. It's called End of Story. Ooh, so, yeah. Um, I am reading Northwoods. Speaking is it good? So far, it's so good. Oh, I can't so, wait. I went to Beacon Hill Books in Boston for my birthday. The girls took me down there. We had breakfast. It is all that. Exactly what it's so beautiful. But it's really small. Don't plan your whole day around it. Right. It's a one-stop, awesome bookstore and then shop on the rest of the street. Yeah. So um, I felt compelled to purchase a book, even though I just said... I wasn't good. I don't mm-hmm. really buy books. It's so beautiful in there. Yes. And they have like, um, like, it was almost like a floating dining room table on um, mm-hmm. the main floor that is fiction. And this Northwoods book was right in the front. And it's set in New England. And it's got this like bobcat yes. tiger thing on, right, the on the cover. And I opened and read it. And it was like, it's about New England. Mm-hmm. And it's starting out. And this is me just like barely starting the book. But it's an orchardist, the story of an orchardist and this one location in Massachusetts. So mm-hmm. it starts back like, is it the French and Indian War and a soldier who doesn't want to fight anymore? He wants to just like take his daughter. His wife has died and he wants to take his daughters, go far away into the woods and mm. just grow apples. And he becomes obsessed with apples. But wow. the story starts with a seed falling out of an apple that like a soldier was eating and he's like stabbed in the heart and he oh lands on the apple so his decayed body oh wow Ooh, that gave me the chills tree and Ooh. it's like that could have happened and so i'm hoping wow. it bounces from the past all the way to the future like when mm. you're driving around you see these apple trees like there there is like folklore attached right. to like every pioneer you know they kind of like planted a tree for food people they did it for food not right. for fun and like where these apples ended up and if someone threw something into the woods and how an apple mm-hmm. tree would have so it's so far amazing the which is really good so um i bought that book but i'm probably going to catalog it for the library or if mm-hmm. it's so good i might put it on my shelf and then yeah. i'll i'll buy a copy for the library but sure so far amazing and like i don't often say that usually i'm like ho-hum with fiction i'm a big non-fiction mm. person yes but yes. this is so interesting and it's very visual like you're seeing the seed like wow. go into the ground and the body like fall yep. on it yep. and protect it oh, that's amazing and feed it so it's kind of cool so Northwoods, and I don't have the author written in front of me to think of. It's um, Daniel Mason. I just looked at I have it Perfect. on hold on Libby, and I still have about another four weeks to wait. I am 35th in line. Excellent. I'm curious so. who the, the narration, <laughs> um, you know, if it's male, if it's, you know, British. Because oh. it's kind of like, um, right now the part I'm in is like, they just came over, and they're like, you know, bad boys from getting out of England and mm-hmm. fighting the, you know, wars of America. Mm. And anyways, so... Looking forward to that. And then I saw the Ruth Reichel book that's not coming out until I think April. Um, She's my food author. Oh, I saw you shared that on Instagram. Yeah, I shared it quick. So that's my my looking forward to that book. Anyways, we have a fantastic interview coming up. But um, his name is D.W. Brooks. David Brooks in town. (laughs) We tried to get him in December, but he was at... um, He was very busy. Jury duty. Jury duty. So he's agreed to come in tonight. So we'll hope the snow doesn't delay him. But we're going to put it on pause and have our day here today. And then he'll be back tonight. And we're going to... He's like an amazing volunteer. Yes. And we wanted him in December because he lit the Christmas tree, which we all know is a celebrity job. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have our modern celebrity in this afternoon and um, hope that he can get here in the snow, right? Excellent. So stay yes. tuned. Thank you, everybody, for hanging on. We're at one hour already, but an hour of delightful conversation. Absolutely. Thank you both for your input. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on pause, and we'll see you with David Brooks at 6 o'clock. Sounds okay. good.
All right, we're back. <laughs> um, good news, bad news. Okay, what is it? David Brooks yeah. has escaped again. At oh, our my gosh, David. No, David Brooks, if you're out there listening, um, we <laughs> promised that David would be here. Uh, he is one of our number one volunteers in town. So mm-hmm. um, that's the good news. The bad news is he's volunteering today. Oh, my. So uh, we waited for a good him problem. to show up on our storm night, and the storm overtook him, and mm-hmm. then we rescheduled. But he's very busy at the polls today or doing something with the New Hampshire primary. Okay. So I'm so sorry. But our interview Thank you for is, your service, David. Yes, thank you. Pushed off again. And we are just hours away from our community conversation tonight mm-hmm. about volunteering. So uh, the polls are open till 7. Community conversation starts at 6.30. Mm-hmm. And it's been a busy day here, coffee and books. It has been crazy here. I hope everybody got out to vote. It's good practice. Mm-hmm. And make sure you're registered. I see your sticker. I'm wearing my sticker. Um, yep. Rylan Boland designed yep. the I Voted sticker. And we had her on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And today it came true. I know she was in. She came in. Oh, she did? Yep. Aww, and lots imagine? of people came in at the, at the same time. So I, I was able to like I was introduce. Picking. Introduce them to someone famous. Yes, she's famous. When I went through the line, I'm like, I don't want those other stickers. I just want the moose stickers. Uh Yes, Um, it's an exciting day in New Hampshire. Thank you to everyone who voted and to all the volunteers who run those polls, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody gets paid to do that. Well, I think the clerk gets paid. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're going to count tonight, count careful. That's right. right. Count careful. Count careful. I know. I can't wait to hear what happens. It's going to be exciting. And then the rest of the country, well, whatever. We're the Whatever. We're first. We're We're first first, in the nation. Um, we'll catch David next month, but thank everybody for listening. And if you're not registered to vote, get out there and register. There's still time. There's still time. You're going to need to be registered for town meeting in March anyway, so you might as well go do it, right? That's right. And if you just turned 18, oh, what an opportunity. Get on right? it. Get on it. Mm-hmm. Get those young voters out there. Right? <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Thanks so much. Sorry uh, we didn't get David Bucks. We'll catch him another time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.